Rabbi pointed out uh, a few weeks ago about uh, the importance of, of a person uh, pursuing uh, their uh, questions uh, and, uh, and learning. Whether we agree that a person has a designated chilek in Torah, that, that idea, it's clear that a person learns where they're <coughs> interested. Where it says, A person will only learn effectively when he's learning something that his heart desires or is drawn to. So the Gemara says that as it relates to what Masechta, what topic to learn. But it seems that that would apply also to uh, questions a person has. If a person is learning something or thinking about a topic, and there's something about it that bothers him, or there's some, something that just doesn't sit well with him. So that is a type of makom shalibo chafis. That's where his heart is telling him there's work to be done. This is, a, this is a point where if he does the work, he'll find that he'll have siyat al-ishmat to find an answer that sits well with him. That's his portion. That was his calling. That's the, that's the, that, that's the part that uh, that's the part that will, will actually come about if he does the work as, as actual genuine Torah for him. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's, that's just uh, I was I was reminded of that based on the question we were discussing at the beginning of the week and throughout the week. Um, and it's, it's, uh, occurred to me how much how many uh, sources and interesting ideas uh, I had the, the supposed to, to to see and to discuss just based on something that didn't sit well with me in the in the parsha. As I was reading uh, the pasuk, and something something felt wrong, so, so we had a discussion about it. We got to see a bunch of sources and and uh, very, um, I guess, fundamental ideas in in, in bitachon and shtadlus, uh, all those things. It just come from one from taking my question seriously, and yeah, but that's but that's as it relates to my question. My point is. That, uh, that everyone is called upon to take their own questions seriously and pursue them if they don't have the time to do it right away, to take a note and uh, make sure to revisit because that's, that's their Makom Shaliba Chofetz. That's where, that's a point of, of friction between them and the Torah, which means it's a point of contact. It, where there's a point of friction between a person and the Torah, that's a point of, a strong point of contact where me- much more Torah could be uh, revealed and internalized than other things that a person might learn. So, just, so uh, it just uh, occurred to me. The question we were discussing was Yaakov's Avinu response to Esav, uh, Esav's intention to come wage war with him or attempt to kill him seems, seems uh, contradictory to Bitachon, to the mitzvah of the midah of Bitachon. Why didn't he trust Hashem that everything was going to be fine? So Ishtad was okay. He did. He took. He took uh, the necessary action to deal with the threat. Okay, we're not going to say we're going to fault him for that. But the fact that he was afraid and distressed and so on, uh, yes, yeah, seems to seems to uh, be a, a contradiction to Bitochon. We said that at least the way it's being Bitochon, the way it's being taught today. Uh, 
uh, where a person completely, uh, you know, is supposed to completely uh, not worry and let go of fear and just completely leave it all up to Hashem. So we had several approaches. I'm just going to review. We had the Rambam and Shmona Prokim that seemed to say uh, he accepted the the the, the kash and he said, "You're right. This wasn't uh, this this was a shortcoming on account of Yaakov Avinu." And yeah, he could have had he could have handled it differently as it related to Bitachon. That's the Rambam and Shmona Prokim. Uh, and I said I was I didn't sit well with me. Uh, because usually we find that uh, we have to we usually find that if if, if uh, someone in the Torah is, is, behaves inappropriately, usually they're called on. Usually Chazal will point it out. Usually Chazal will call, it, and if they don't point it out, then I'm not, I'm not a little bit reluctant to say to say that there was a shortcoming. You know, or perhaps we'll find the Chazal that said it. But until we find the Chazal that said it. Uh, the other, the opposite extreme is the Abarbanel, which we didn't mention yet. The Abarbanel seems to say uh, that the fact that Yaakov Avinu was afraid is actually his praise and an indication of his bitachon. How so? He says, Yaakov Avinu was uh, naturally, his natural response to Esau coming towards him was to be afraid, and because he had bitachon, he stepped forward and did the necessary ishtadlus and approached his brother uh, with confidence in Hashem that everything is going to work out. And the Barbanel adds that had the Pasuk not mentioned that Yaakov was afraid, then we would have thought that Yaakov's action with Esav were a result of his bravery. He was not a, a guy that you could intimidate. He was a tough guy. So... He, he heard someone was coming to kill him. He took the necessary steps. He walked towards him. He shook his hand and uh, everything worked out. Baruch Hashem. So you wouldn't see that Yaakov Avinu had depended on Hashem when it came to this interaction with Esau. That's why the puzzle goes out of his way to mention, no, he was afraid, yet he uh, stepped forward and uh, approached him uh, trusting Hashem. That's the Abarbanel, the opposite extreme of the Rambam. The, the Malvin is similar to Bar, the Abarbanel in the sense that he says that uh, Yaakov Avinu was afraid. Uh, the Pasuk says, Bayira Yaakov Mo'od. Yaakov Avinu was uh, exceedingly fearful. Uh, the Mo'od over here is actually part of the Kasim. It wasn't, but it wasn't, it's not Bayira Yaakov. Yaakov was afraid. Yaakov was very afraid. Bayetzer lo. And he was in distress. It was it pressed him. It bothered him. So the Malam learns that by Yetzir Lo, he was distressed by the fact that he was afraid. He was afraid, and then it bothered him that he was afraid. He said, "How could I be afraid? I should trust Hashem." So the Malam learns that he was afraid, and then he corrected it. He repented. He. He, he repented for the fear right away by saying, "Oh, yeah, not, I can't be afraid. This is a, it's a, it's a Hashem's doing. He has a promise, and so on. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll be okay." And he moved on, did what he had to do, and that was the end of the fear, according to the Malbim. What is the Malbim at the Malbim? So I, he, I don't see the Malbim in front of me explaining them oath, but uh, let's think. Well, it, it, it adds a chiddush in the sense, perhaps, that it makes it it makes it even bigger. I mean, it wasn't just fear; he was very afraid, and 
And even so, even so, even even so, even though he was very afraid, he came back and uh, he's naturally very afraid, and he came back and relied on Hashem and undid the fear. So it's a bigger, it's a bigger, uh, I guess, a bigger level because he had to work harder, do more to. And I, I think there's a lesson here that I don't think we brought out enough. Uh, which is that a person's natural responses aren't those that he's judged for. It's the, it's the next step. I think the person's natural here clearly from the Barbanel and the Malbin, a person's natural uh, initial response, it, it's, a, it's a fact of life. It's, it's, a, it's almost it's beyond his control, we could say. And then, but what he does about it, the next step, Okay, that's his responsibility. According to the, the, the Barbanel, he moves forward and trusts Hashem. According to the, to the, the, the Malbim, he does tshuva, he, 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 uh, he corrects his, 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 uh, his fear, he, corrects, he changes his attitude. Uh, I, mean, I think there's a lesson here in terms of uh, how to relate to initial responses um, as, it, as it comes to... Uh, as, as it relates to uh, the service of Hashem, what's considered uh, various mitzvahs and so on. Hmm? What was the Malvin saying that the, the fear was a, was a bad thing? Because he had, this, the true, he had to get himself in check. I mean, if he continued to fear, at least, it would have been a bad thing. Whereas if Barbara seems to be saying the fear was a perfectly natural and normal thing to embrace throughout this process, and even with the fear, he, you know, confronted Asa. Interesting, so you say that there's a machokas between the Barbanel and the Malbim at this point. Yeah, I mean, I may, I put words in the, in the, in the mouth of the Malbim, it says, but it, it bothered him, he, he took it to heart, the fact that he was afraid. So, uh, you know, maybe he didn't mean that he did chew, but maybe he, 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 he realized... So. Right, even if it's not true, but he took it to heart, like he put himself in check in some way. Like, you're excused for the fear, but now stop being afraid because God's there. You're excused for the natural fear, but now recognize Hashem is there, and don't be afraid anymore. Whereas the Barbanel seems to be accepting that fear, and it goes throughout the whole process. Right, but according to Barbanel, it's it's, it's, uh, the... The words in the Barbanel are different. It says it's like he feared him, but then he overcame it, and and he wasn't uh, he he had no concern. He had no uh, he wasn't held back by from going towards him and so on. So it's much more that he did at some point overcome it, having having internalized the bitachon. He also overcame it on some level. It just seems like it almost seems like they're saying almost the same thing, except the. Except the uh, the tikkun or whatever you want to say is they're learning from a different uh, word. You right. know. One's the beats and one's his actions. Right. 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 That that, that, seem, that seems similar. correct. That seems correct. And if, in the similar vein, if there is a part of the initial fear that a person is unable to 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 remove throughout, the, it could be that that level is also something that's inherent and is not judged for. Perhaps in the future, if he refines his character, maybe he won't have initial responses of that type. 
if if a person develops, and I don't know that. Perhaps it's possible that if a person internalizes a specific idea, then may, perhaps we won't have that type of initial response in the future. I don't know. I don't know that uh, we were called. Maybe. Uh, yeah, but I think I think there is a there is a lesson here in terms of uh, how the initial response is not necessarily a contradiction uh, to a person's uh, standards and values. Okay, so that was the opposing views of the the Rambam versus the Barbanel and the Malbin. There's another interesting approach from Rabbi Chana Rastaman. He seems to say that Bitochon is confidence in God's, in God's mercy, in God going beyond what a person deserves in the most strict level of din. Hashem is going to find a way to make it work even if a person is not fully deserving and so on. That's his interpretation of Bitochon. He says, based on that, since the Avos were on the level to merit uh, the kindness of Hashem through the Midah of Din, they earned it. So his fear was justified because if you're in the, if you're operating on the level of earning everything that you get, Oh, okay, and you're never going to rely on Hashem coming through for you when you haven't earned it. You never. So, if it's either you have it or you don't, either you have the money in the bank or you don't. If you don't have it, it's not going to be good news because you're up. You you have a different uh, a, a different uh, uh, a different way of relating to Hashem. You have a, a, you're you're judged or Hashem treats you based on a different uh, set of rules. So according to Rabbi Hanan, it says, yeah, he was afraid because it was all based on Midas Adin. And, uh, and Midas Adin, even though it's for the good, but the, the, outcome could be, the outcome could be negative in the moment because it's based on your merits at that very moment. That's Rabbi Hanan Wasserman. And he brings it very interestingly from the, from the Shlo, I think. It says that uh, when Moshe Rabbeinu uh, had, a, had, a, had went to Shemaim, he saw, Rabbi, he saw that Hashem showed him that Rabbi Akiva was, uh, was uh, learning the Torah in great depth, and he was darshaning and expounding from every small detail. He was getting piles and piles of halachas. So Moshe Rabbeinu was extremely impressed. He said, let, let, let me see his reward. So... Uh, so Hashem showed him the end of Rabbi Akiva's life, where he was being basically tortured to death. They were, they were combing his, his, his flesh off his body with metal combs. Very, very graphic description. So Moshe Rabbeinu asks Hashem, he says, Zu Torah, Zu this is the reward for a person learning Torah. So Hashem answers him, you know, you can't ask that. Kach also this is what I uh, had thought to do. This is a, it's an interesting answer. So the Shloh says, we all know that originally Hashem had intended to create the world, the Midas HaDin. The world would operate strictly on the laws of Din. What a person deserves, they get, and nothing more. And Hashem saw that the, the world wouldn't, uh, the people wouldn't succeed 
uh, if he did it that way, and he ended up adding midas harachamim and creating the world with din and rachamim. So the Shlo explains that the original plan applies to people who are on the level. That the tzaddikim like Rabbi Akiva and the Avos and so on, they're on the level to, to be dealt with by Hashem's original plan that people would be uh, related to strictly on their merits. And therefore, when he tells Rabbi Akiva, he tells Moshe Rabbeinu, says this was the original plan. The original plan was that it would be measure for measure uh, exactly a person, and that's the greatest benefit that a person could have, is to be dealt with, uh, if they're on the level, to earn everything, then there is no greater uh, kindness from Hashem than to make a person fully, fully in control or the author of their future. As Hashem, when being that, that, that uh, we don't, we're not on the level to be successful, if Hashem would relate to us to make us successful but for a person that could handle it it's definitely better the other way therefore he says there is no room for bitachon coming back to Rabbi Chon and Wasser, he says there is no room for bitachon by Yaakov because it was all based on Midas Adin and if he didn't have the merit at the time he, so things could uh, end up uh, ended up at that ok that's just to summarize what we did this week Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, when you said about Rabbi Akiva, that, mm-hmm. uh, that it sounds like when he uh, let himself destroy by God, he couldn't control it. He could not. He could stop with his knowledge. He could stop he, all of it. Yes, he probably. Yeah. Interesting. He was. Shmuel Dov is asking, was it beyond the the control, the powers of Rabbi Akiva to use supernatural means to save himself? Uh, I'm sure that he could. Uh, it's, they say that uh, that uh, there was a famous convert in Vilna, in the time of the Vilna Gon. His name was the Patatsky, and uh, he was a, he was a Christian from a very prominent family, and converted. And his family found out, and they were very upset, and they put him in jail, and they told him that if he doesn't undo it, they're gonna they're gonna kill him. So. And I, they said that the Vilna Gon told him, he said, I could get you out. He said, I could smuggle you out. I said, I, I, have, I could use supernatural powers to get you out. And, uh, and, uh, and the Potosky said, no. He said, he said, don't use supernatural powers to get me out. He said, whatever, it's going to happen, it's going to happen. And uh, he ended up uh, being, uh, being killed for, for Hashem. And saying, so is Rehokim. And we'll have to discuss, I mean, how does that... Uh, we, we, a person's obligated to, 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 save, to, to, to guard their life. A person is obligated to save their life. A person is not allowed to let themselves be killed. So we have to discuss halakhically why it was okay for them to not do it. It's in the description of the ten martyrs that, they, you know, the, was it Brimgamil? Right. And then they, they accepted upon themselves. They accepted upon themselves, right. So that's, right, that, that's, right. I don't know what that means, but they... Right, they, they, they understood that that was the will of Hashem, they, that, the, that the, the, the will of Hashem was for this to, to, to go through, and they weren't going to contradict it. They weren't going to... Had they had a means of running away uh, through natural causes, would they have been permitted to not... Would they have been permitted to, to, to neglect the, the natural means and run away? I, I don't, the simple halacha is that, they, that the, 
I don't know. I don't think. What do you do when you have you know, heavenly confirmation that something's supposed to happen, but you have uh, a mitzvah to, to save your life? What would the consequences then? I don't know. Is a person responsible for those su- you mean, supernatural consequences? The, you know, the, the, the evil people would have done if they uh-huh. didn't have them to take their wrath out of So that is, I mean, that is also a logic discussion we have to discuss. To what degree is it the person's responsibility? If they could run away and save their life, or if there would be consequences for someone else. Right. That's great, but it's clear that he, 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 he knew that he could have saved himself and he, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't do it. Does that make any sense? So, so well, my friend over here, um, Dr. Kutcher, is saying... Well, martial arts, and mm-hmm. then he's saying, oh, kill me anyway, right? So there, there, there's a level where a person has to accept the will of Hashem. I don't think it's... Uh, we don't want to know. history, we want to know. Yeah, but I'm saying, but I'm saying on a personal, there, there's a point where a, where a person understands that this is what God wants for him, and he doesn't fight it. We'll have to talk about it more. Okay. Okay. Go ahead, go.